Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. And welcome back. Thanks, Bobby. You shaved. <laughs> yes, I did. For those of you who aren't who aren't viewing, <laughs> I encourage you to go and watch on YouTube, but Bob is shaved. He's he's I, got a goatee. I have a goatee. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that tonight. Yes, and then I reminded him that this happened a few weeks ago, and then I had to show him video <laughs> no, I evidence. Swore, I swear, I said, "There's no way you did that," and he he I, went back I, and I pulled up. And YouTube I said, "I'm and, sure maybe there was video, but we weren't actually together." And he goes, "Father Dave, you were sitting across the table from me." <laughs> but we're guys. We don't pay attention to that stuff. Well, which is really good that I'm not married because I think that kind of stuff gets you in trouble sometimes. It's always if you the don't hair. notice things. It's always that's the hair. what you always say. Yeah, it, it, Do you it, notice? It, anything it's hair yeah. hair hair just yell hair and and that's usually it all right uh, or shoes okay well, hair or, or shoes. shoes speaking of hair i can actually see stubble on you yes that's the funny thing it's so really amazing i got locked out of the podcast studio which is interesting um bob maybe didn't want me to come in but the first thing he says to me is oh you've got a little stubble because i just got back from vacation and it's been i haven't shared for a couple of days um so i find that funny <laughs> That you immediately, first thing you say is that, and then... I'm excited for you. And, and I noticed that, and then I, I also noticed we have a <laughs> a poster in, in the podcast. I said, oh, that's really nice. Is that new? And Bob says, Father David, it's been there for the entire year. I mean, so. since we opened this place. I guess just coming back from vacation, you see everything I just, with I fresh eyes. A whole eyes. new world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A whole new, new world. That's all I know. Okay, that's so, all, yeah, that, that's but all I was, we need yeah, to know. Yeah, I was, as... as uh, People are aware I was on vacation last week uh, with my couple, three uh, couples that have, they we do vacation together every other year, but sometimes every year. We generally go someplace warm, so we were down in Florida, and it was just great just to be together. Actually, you know what made me reflect that there is a spiritual nature to that. Of the, When I was in undergraduate, we read a book by Joseph Pieper. It could be Piper. Do you know? How do you say it? I'm not sure. Yosef. Okay, but it was Yosef. Um, and part of it was talk about the need to recreate, mm. to recreate. And uh, The Art of Leisure, I think the name of the book was. But, yeah, it was good. We we laughed a lot. And, yeah. But it was funny. <laughs> we're just getting old. Like, we were in, I think probably everybody was in bed by 10 o'clock just about oh, every night. Awesome. I know, I know, That's a I good know. Night. I know That's you're a not really wrong. Good night. And then one of the evenings, we got a bottle of wine and we went to this little area and watched birds come into the. Land is kind of cool. Within about an hour of sunset, there. Yes, I know, I know, I know, yes, I know. You're absolutely old. Can we strike that? Can we it's just like cut that, that it's whole like part? It's like those uh, commercials. It's like when you become your parents. Yeah, those are actually who, those are pretty. Who good. Read books about submarines. Those, My dad reads books. Those about Those are submarines. pretty good commercials, yeah. actually. Those are fantastic. So, but it's good to be home. Actually, it's real good to be home. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you here. Yep. And yes, we can now announce, ladies and gentlemen, that new, the Tampa Bucks are no longer the reigning new champions. World champions of football. It happened this weekend. Yes, Let's it did. give it up, Chelsea Football Club. On Saturday, playing at the Mohammed Ben Azid Stadium in Abu Dhabi, the plucky West London team beat the San Paulo Palmeiras two to one in extra time, reigning the crown. Of FIFA Club World Cup. It's what? It's not World Cup, right? Yes, FIFA Club World Cup. Oh, 
There are so many tournaments, it's ridiculous. You've been planning that all weekend, haven't you? I'm, I'm just saying, they're the world champions. <laughs> yes, that's great. Oh, oh that, I that know. football game. I sometimes uh, forget yeah, yeah, how yeah. pedestrian yes, and yes, monolithic yes. culturally your athletic appetites are. There was a block of paid programming on Sunday night that yes, was occasionally was. interrupted yes. by athletic activity. Yes, you're not wrong. Known as the what Super was the Bowl. Best, what, what was the best cartoon? The, I mean, cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's late <clears throat> at night, everybody. Yeah, we're um, recording late. I uh, well, commercial. I actually found the um, the one with Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen pretty funny. The Lay's commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that had a fun twist at the end. I mean, the first commercial like just gutted you. Which one was it? It was the one about the brothers and uh, oh, and he lost his sight, and then the yeah, brother yeah, yeah. helped him win. Par- yeah, I mean, Paralympics. You're just yeah, like it's sobbing, like, Here we go. and that's it's right. like this is the first commercial like. You got to ease me into this. Like that's a second quarter moment. Yeah, I was you're right. You're like, right. You're right. You don't do that before the game starts. That's just like meeting somebody and being like, "Well, you know, my children are dead." You yeah. know, just it's just like, "What? That's horrible." I know. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> I was this, just thinking of a this horrible escalated thing. Escalated quickly. I was just thinking of a horrible well, thing, and that was there. a horrible thing. Uh, that was a fun Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Just a second, real quick. I thought the um, the one is it Larry David, the one that. Everything he was saying, oh, that's never going to take off. Oh, that's a horrible oh, yes, idea. Good. I thought that you were wheel. actually thinking one of the football players. His name was Larry David. No. Yeah, I, I know what you're wheel, talking about. electricity, right. and that's never going to do. Oh, no. And that then, was funny. That was, pre- that was pretty good. Yeah. And the Zeus one was kind of yeah. funny. But actually, it was a good football game. Yeah, it was a really great football game. Yeah. Rams deserve to win it. Okay. You don't think so? Uh, I mean, I suppose. I think, honestly, I think they're the better team. They were the better yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I well, you know, it— if I was a, were I a Bengals fans, and mm-hmm. some of them were in my house, um, that seventy-three yard catch where um, the slight, one guy slight face mask, you know, it, it's called offensive pass. Okay, defense. that's what they like to call it. Yeah, you know, it, it's when you actually turn the head of the <laughs> defender so he <laughs> can't right. see the ball coming towards him. Snaps. And, yeah, and those things too. Uh, I think it's reasonable to say that maybe they missed that call. Okay. So even if there was some like weird things going on at the very end, it seemed like the refs were trying to make up for the fact that they had screwed up the earlier call. Yeah. But I think, um, I, you know, it was um, – I love defensive football. I thought uh, that last stand of the Rams – You know, I haven't watched much of the Rams. They talk about Aaron Donald. I hear he's good, and then I saw he was good. Yeah, and just, just the fact that he – I mean, like just no, third and dominate, one, stop, fourth dominate. and one, just like grab the guy and just threw him back. Like, no, you're not going to win the game. Yeah, so I yeah. thought that was actually, uh, I thought that was pretty fun. And yes, it is true. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are no longer the world champions. Yeah. You know, though, I, I, I thought I really, I mean, it was good for Stafford. He finally got a win with being cool. with the tie, with uh, Detroit for the longest time. I think also the, Cup is just cool. You yeah, know, a, a guy just kind of worked hard and. Yeah. They say that he may have had the best receiving year in the history. I mean, F- across the board of anything, you know. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I, uh, I think the biggest loser of the game was not the Bengals because they're rebuilding. And sure, I think sure, they played sure. great. And I think they're going to attract really good players now. Sure, and I they think need an offensive be, line. They'll be competitive. Yep. They definitely need an offensive line. Uh, the biggest loser of the game were the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Who, just, who showed that they once had again. an incredibly good quarterback. Yeah. And could do absolutely nothing. No, nothing. I agree. Absolutely nothing with him. It was fun. We, uh, I watched the game with some friends again, and we did prop bets. Do you ever do those? I mean, they're just stupid bets. I don't, like, I don't believe in gambling. How either. long is – we all threw in a buck, and how long is the 
you know, the national anthem going to be? What color is the Gatorade? Oh, yeah, be? I, I heard mean, about really, some of those kinds of really, yeah, important, really important, things. important, fantastic bets. My nephew, though, like yeah. bet online where you can do that. Yes. He did a bet, a prop bet that said somebody other than the quarterback is going to throw a touchdown pass. Ten bucks, 153 bucks. Wow. You just encouraged gambling for all of our young listeners. And I and he and he wished he wouldn't have done it. You didn't let me finish. You <laughs> let's, interrupted. Let's have the stories of all the people you, that lost money. You interrupted. You interrupted me. And, I, and he realized that was a bad that, thing to do. And he felt and he gave thing. it all to charity yes, to his uncle. What a good kid. Yeah. What a good kid. Anyway. Um, I'm really curious. What did you think of the halftime show? I know how much you love halftime shows. I did not see one second of it. What? What were you doing? <laughs> Actually, I went and got in a hot tub. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. You probably had a good, a better experience. Yeah, the yeah, me and a couple of friends. There, but yeah. it was, it was pretty. I actually liked the halftime show. It was pretty cool. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre. It's kind of yeah. old school hip hop. Eminem. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> they melt in your mouth. Yes, not that's in your hand. right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right, and now for. Our promo for Franciscan University. Our ever-growing list of online programs. I don't, think, I don't think this attracts people. What? I don't know. What? You have no culture. You're right. You don't even. You didn't even know who Chelsea was. Okay, just do it. Puts a degree from friend. Well, what 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 accent would I use? I don't know. Our ever-growing list of online programs puts a degree from Franciscan University of Steubenville within reach. No matter where you live, choose from online bachelor's degree programs in theology, philosophy, business management, and psychology. If you already have an undergraduate degree, check out our three most popular online graduate programs in theology, Catholic studies, and chatechetics. Or you might benefit from our online master's education and an MBA. Our online courses are taught by many of the same world-class scholars like me who teach in our classrooms. Registration is now open for summer and fall. So find more online. Online.franciscan.edu. You see how much better that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's online.franciscan.edu. The part from your Franciscan University. An equal opportunity employer. You that better? It always inspire. You always inspire me. <laughs> no, sure I'm the wind something. beneath your wings. <laughs> yes, you are. And I, I just am imagining all the Marcom people listening yes. to that, being like, oh. "Why do we? Why do we let them record at night?" But please do check out our online programs. They're very excellent. <laughs> online. Francisco. I was just with somebody down in, in, again in Florida that has started the Catholic Studies program. Mm. Uh, you know, that's actually, I that's was really become excited. a fantastic, well, I, was, I don't want to make it sound like it wasn't, but well, it's a new program. It is yeah. a new program. Yeah. yeah. When that started, like, you know, it's, yeah, it started since I've been back, but I had nothing to do with it. Uh -huh. But it's just a really, it's, I think it's a great uh, area of study to really be able to um, provide, particularly the online program, provide yeah. people who aren't able to be here. Just a great cross-section study of, of the church. That, that and, is what's really beautiful about it. You know, when we... I mean, I, I'm, I'm only marginally involved in the academics here at Franciscan. But when uh, the idea of a Catholic studies program came up, I mean, some of us in our, I mean, it comes from our theology department, but some of us were naturally saying, we have a theology degree. Like, why, 
why what's Catholics? You always sometimes you feel like other schools have a Catholic studies program, and it's like a wannabe theology program. <laughs> so why would we do it? But goodness, I mean, it really. I feel like Catholic studies is like Franciscan's greatest hits. Yeah, I mean, it has just an outstanding cross section. It really of, does. Uh, disciplines from a from a Catholic point of view, and um, it's it's a very exciting it's a very exciting program. And, and one of the things I like about it is, and, and actually, I, I like to think that we do this well at the university. Is there are people who have what they believe um, knowledge of the church, and it's just not accurate, mm. you know. And and they'll they'll argue and fight and debate. And, and one of the things I think we're doing is just do an excellent job. It, this is, in fact, what the church says. This is the history, because it's one thing to know what the church says. It's also something to know the history. I mean, some of the arguments that you hear, honestly, around liturgy sometimes, it's just that there's no historical context to right. it. And, and to be able to provide some philosophical ba- uh, background, some theology, some history, it's just a really mm-hmm. great program. So yeah. while, while that was probably not the best reading we've ever done. Well, I... And by we, I mean you. Sure, uh-huh. but I was goaded into it. Goaded is such a strong word. It is, and you know what? I got to admit, like, I was about three sentences into it and regretted it, yeah. but I just felt like, go with it. I got to commit. Do. You can't. I, can't, I got to commit to it. I mean, it's the number one rule in comedy. You just got to commit. You just got to commit. And the other one, the other number one rule? No one timing. to stop. <laughs> timing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um. Hey, speaking of sports, which we weren't, but yep. we were earlier, the Olympics. Yeah. The Winter Olympics are happening. Nobody seems to be watching. Nobody seems to be watching. Okay, here's my question, because this is my theory. It's not about watching. Mm-hmm. Um, does it does it strike you that the Winter Olympics are inherently more dangerous than the Summer Olympics? I believe that's accurate. I mean, like, what's dangerous? Like, other than getting hit by a javelin. Which rarely happens. Like, what? What's dangerous in the Summer Olympics? I mean, I can think of numerous things that you would snap your neck with in the Winter Olympics. That's but really I can't think of anything in the Summer. That. I've never thought about that. I mean, the, like the by the, the where they. I mean, even when they like go on their like skis and they shoot things, but that's the Winter Olympics too. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Skiing is Winter. Like, Olympics. have you seen like the skeleton? Yeah, and that what's the new uh, monobob mono or something bob. like that? Yeah, I would like to do that. No, you're. you're well, wait, doesn't right. the monobob prove that actually the other three people are, are not really, really necessary? I I mean, you're just I admitting know, the obvious. Like, wait, if you can do it with one person, yeah, yeah, yeah. why are there three other people? Yeah, but it's interesting too. I don't know if you've seen any of the photos, but there's no snow. I mean, most of the snow that's there was made. It's man-made. So oh, they'll show yeah. pictures, and you see that. The runs of snow and then all the mountains around it are largely empty of snow. But you know something? Um, it's really sad. You heard about that guy, the uh, the Russian. It's not technically the Russian because they can't oh. be there because they're doping. So it's the, the Russian, Russian Olympic, Olympic Committee. committee yeah. And they've all been that's doping so, again. And yeah. that one girl, she's 15 years old. And, and she wasn't choosing that. No, and that's what they're saying is they're going to treat her different because she's a minor. And it's like, treat her different. What about the people that are giving her this stuff? I mean, I I'm sure she just... Yeah, they say take this, and it's just she doesn't even know she's getting. Yeah, it's really really sad. Yeah, but and she's amazing though. Yeah, she's she's an ice skater, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, And you could say, you look at somebody that amazing, and you're like, you don't, you don't need anything. No, and I and she probably thinks that way too. It's just, it's just really, it's just so hard. No, I've not seen any. We watched probably thirty minutes, and it was the curling, which is again, curling. This is what I love about curling. Every human being watches curling and yeah, they think I could do that. I, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean just I mean, I'm not saying there's not a level of skill involved. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely skill involved. But it's not a high level of athleticism involved. You know, it's not it's like baseball. Well, and that 
oh, that hurt. Mm. Well, one of the uh, cartoons, there wasn't even a cartoon. It's like the United States Olympic curling team looks like a group of dads that got together <laughs> after a so PTA and said, you want to go to Beijing? <laughs> yeah, I'll go to Beijing. Let's do that. Free flight? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was good. But one of the things I appreciated actually yesterday I was thinking about with the Super Bowl is there are a few things that bring a culture together, you know? Mm. And, and again, not everybody watched the Super Bowl, but I would say the vast I, I don't know what the percentage is. A lot would of be, people do. But but knew that the Super Bowl was do. going yeah. on. I mean, some people choose not to watch it, which is is fine. But still they knew it was going on. A but, lot of people were saying, LA has a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like Did the Rams ever leave? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. That's the Rams used to be there. I know. Weren't they also did I hear they were like in Cleveland at first? I don't know. Name the movie. What's the movie? It was a movie with Warren Beatty. Ishtar? No. Dick, D- uh, Dick Tracy. With the Rams. Football player. Heaven Can Wait. Yes. Oh, good. is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was a Rams player. I think so. I think right. so. Yeah. That's nice. That's not a true story, though. No, but there's something about that that y- it just brings people together. There are a few things, and the Olympics is supposed to do that, I suppose. But yeah, in fact, I was just listening on the radio uh, coming back from the airport that there's speculation that the whole Ukrainian thing, we should continue mm. to keep that in our prayers that they're actually waiting till the olympics are over because they don't want to disrupt that and it's like i mean we manage and, and plan our wars and, and just, that. yeah it's just kind of once the russian hockey team is out world war three yeah the united states beat canada though yes and apparently in women's hockey they're playing each the, other. they had a fight oh did that happen yeah, already yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who they who they fought but the girls women were fighting in hockey and that's not a good look but that's what hockey does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you know, none of the NHL players were allowed to do hockey this year. I, I don't even know who it is. College kids. I don't even, I even know so. who's playing. I think so. But again, that th- there's something farm team about a lot of farm team folks bringing people together and a common. I don't know, just common experiences. That could, that's the thing. COVID could have been. You and know, it was for a little. It bit. was. It, it was, was for a little. Bit. It just like, turned out we were. We all experienced a similar. Suffering, a similar difficulty, but then it got. Which, there was worldwide, and there yes. were very few, few things like that, and and then everything and then just it, went and crazy, then, and then it went sideways. But I think you're right in terms of you know things that the world needs, and it's finding, like finding levels of commonality. You know, finding things that we can all enjoy together. You know, I, I think it's something that Bishop Barron talks a lot about. And I, I really think he's correct when he talks about that one of the most effective ways to evangelize is through beauty. Yeah. Because beauty is something that regardless of your creed, you know, your ethnicity, like you, I mean, obviously there's cultural expressions sure, of beauty, sure. but there's just ways that there are things that are beautiful or, I mean, again, you look at, um, you know, like I, I mean, I'm not a big into figure skating, but you just, you just see what they do yeah, and you yeah. just, no, and you just know absolutely. this took their whole life, you know, and, and it's beautiful and you can just, you know, you're not like, ah, you stink cause you're from some, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's like this moment, you know, when you see things like that and you go, wow, like that's incredible. And I think we just need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. What the human person can do. No, I agree. And I'm wondering like, I mean, did there used to be more heroes, you know, 50 years ago that mm. the cultures and people and I, I don't, who are the heroes today that we, we live in such a divided culture and a divided world right now. I'm just not sure who are those people that kind of transcend political, even religious. Uh, 
Inter- entertainers maybe but even that yeah. i don't i just don't sense yeah you don't have like that, a nelson mandela yeah, or somebody yeah, that like that, really makes everybody go okay that guy's cool right yeah jesus was one i think so yeah you're one wow yeah i am that hero <laughs> that was a uh, larry boy reference okay i've started the kids uh, out there and just to that end i've started season two of, of mandalorian <gasps> so it's exciting and it then is. after that you need to watch the book of boba fett that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I'll yeah. get on that. Yeah. But why do you suppose that's interesting? Okay. In the light of this, is there a connection between the popularity of the Marvel and all that kind of stuff right now? And we're looking for heroes. We're looking for people to believe in. We're looking. You think there's a connection? I, I think there absolutely is. I mean, you know, as um, somebody that works a lot with young people, you, you know, um, you like that kind of heroic virtue is transcendent. And even just things like, you know, Iron Man, I love you 3000. I mean, those moments of sacrifice, it really speaks to the fact that we were created, you know, by a God that we all, that resonates with everybody. And I think very much in our culture, we want, we want something clear. We want the right and wrong. We want the hero. I I would argue as we talk about Star Wars, one of the things that got really murky with the prequels, it was it wasn't clear like the Jedi are good and the you know the um, Sith are bad. Yeah. You know, he started to kind of mess with the mythology of it a little bit, and it was just disconcerting, you know, to to kind of start heading in some of those directions with it. But um, yeah, I think all of us in our culture, we'd like to know right from wrong. We'd like to have people that really emulate a sacrificial virtue of giving of oneself to another. And even as we started, you know. That commercial, that Toyota commercial, you know, of the brother who helped his younger brother who wanted to be an ice skater and lost his vision. Like, that's just humanity. And that's just like, you, you can just resonate mm-hmm. with that. And mm-hmm. you say, that is good. You know, that is good. Yeah. It's so hard to find those like objective moments of goodness in our society. Because sadly, um, those don't get a lot of clicks. You know, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. internet, yeah. like, yeah, all you know, of the, the media scandal. is really, you know, sure. it's dirty laundry, you yeah. know, it's, it's all fueled by that. And we, it feels like we have to go out of our way to find the goodness, which I think is far more prevalent in real life than the scandals and the corruption, um, you know, that's often being reported on. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's really important. And just to be, and we can be a part of that as well. And, yeah. We can be negative and critical, and, and that's not to say that we can't look at things critically, but there is, like you just stated, there's so much more good out there and wonderful things out there, and and to be able to be a positive, I don't know, a voice in that. You know, we get, yeah. I don't know, again, it goes back to, you know, just having come back from vacation and really not watching the news or anything for the last you know, seven or eight days. Um, I kind of feel like I'm out of it, but... You're not. In, in, in heavenly, <laughs> in heavenly bliss way, you know? right, right. Um, well, like remember during COVID, um, I forget his name, his actual name, but he was Jim from the Office. Yeah, but yeah, he started yeah. posting those some good news yeah. videos, and what, and you know, everything was just everyone's dying, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, we're all gonna die, and then he just started sharing pretty, pretty simple things. stories of hope, and it was so powerful. I mean, I remember crying yeah, 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 because yeah. you just felt so overwhelmed by darkness and depression and children and i think that is one of the things even <laughs> again i have not watched my own, my own children yeah of course, I've, so I've, I've not watched a lot of these olympics but the olympics there's always 
the background story and they always yeah. find the story of the you know the person who has the worst possible things and they've come yeah. out of it and but that's one of the things about sports to go back to sports is is that you often hear that story you know the the person who well the offensive lineman for the rams is 40 years old oh right you know, yeah he was basically out and they yeah. came back and things like that yeah that, that, that we need those common things to look to and and obviously we believe in faith that that's ultimately where we find that but as a culture we need to be able to discover those things as well well and we can find them in saints we yeah. who have faith yeah and how is that segue for the next section really really good thank you i'm trying to make up for the uh, obnoxious promo yeah well it's going to take more than that. Yeah, true. So the bit, the, honestly, the big feast next week is uh, that's coming up is the chair, is the chair of Saint Peter, which is not merely just about a chair. Yes, the authority. Of right, it. right. I always like it. Um, I hate to say this, but I usually we'd be in Lent by then, and it's one oh, of the right, few, sure. one of the two feast days in Lent: um, the chair of Saint Peter and the Annunciation. Yeah. Like where you actually are Saint like St. Joseph too, but that's Oh okay. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um so I guess one of the three. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a it's a rare feast yep. day in Lent. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's funny when uh, I had the opportunity one time to to actually preach at St. John Lateran, which is where the actual chair there's the St. famous St. Patrick's too, of course. Yeah. Yeah, St. Patrick's day. Yeah. Oh, there you go. For Thank the you. Irish. You're a little yeah. Irishman. Um but there's the chair of Peter's in St. Lateran and had an opportunity to preach there. And hmm. I acted just with some friends like I was gonna go sit on that chair. And they're like, No, no, it's like I'm not that bad, all right. I know that I'm not gonna go sit on that chair. Is that the chair that Bernini? No, that's in St. Peter's actually. Okay. Uh, but the the chair of Peter, because the Holy Father's is from the I'm just going to... St. John Latter. Yeah, yeah, St. Right. John Latter. That's, right. his, that's his parish. Right, that's his parish. Right. So that's where the actual chair Peter's. Huh. But Bernini's fa famous one is is obviously in St. Peter's. Right. But the one saint that I wanted to just chat a little bit about, and you maybe heard of her but really didn't know much about her, and it's Margaret of Cortona. And she her feast day, it's a memorial, but with she's a T.O.R. saint, so it's elevated for us. Oh, fun. Um, so she was raised and she was a troublemaker and she had problems with her family. And what her, year is this? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. And I should have looked. Uh, 13th century, maybe. Okay. Um, so she, uh, her mother passes away. She doesn't get along with her stepmother. She kind of becomes separated from her family and then just really lives a very troubled life. She ends up getting in a relationship with a guy and they live together and he's has somewhat of a status, maybe a prince and she's a mistress. I mean, she lives in the castle and everybody knows she's a mistress and, mm. and she's just really living a, a dark life. And as it turns out, her, her boyfriend is away and doesn't come back. And there's, there's a story about how she finds out, but she goes and she sees that he is, he's dead. He was killed. And in this moment of grace, she realized that she may be the cause of his damnation, mm. you know, because they were living an immoral, a sinful life, and he died in that state. And that was really the beginning of her conversion. And she ends up, uh, she wanted to come into the church right away, and they needed to wait a little while because she was, you know, pretty notorious. And people were like, this can't happen so quickly. But uh, through a a uh, period of about a three-year probation, she ended up becoming a, a Franciscan and and was really bold about the transformation and the change in her life. But but what really was the the impetus of that was that was that she realized that her 
impact on somebody else may have been their damnation. And, wow. and I just found myself praying about that. In fact, I actually, I speak to this with couples and, and I realize that, you know, before you're married, purity is difficult. And, and that's, that's, that's part of the, 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 um, opportunity of growing in, in holiness. But I always say is, is that if you really love the other person, you're going to want to do everything you can to make sure that that they stay close to the Lord. You should be fighting for them rather than being the one who's going to draw them away from the Lord. And I always looked at Margaret of Cortona of that, that how we impact other people and how we spend time with other people and how we relate to other people has a deep impact on their on their spiritual life, ultimately, and ultimately possibly their salvation. Yeah, it's the powerful effect of, of relationships. You know, I was actually just talking to my um, uh, one of my kids, one of my one of my younger teenage kids, and he was asking the question: Do I, if I start dating people, do I have to? Do they have to be Catholic? Yeah. And it was a great question. Now he's not dating anybody. You know, he's just talking right, about right, it. Right. You know, but he's just thought that was kind of a weird. It, somehow he sensed that that's what I thought was the the case, and I tried to say, well, you know, in relationships. Um, you know, when you when you bond with somebody, even just on a friendship sure. level, um, you're going to be drawn to what you know the direction they're going, and we're not as we're not as solid as we think we yeah. are. I mean, like all of us think you know we're like rock solid people, but that's why the importance of community and right relationships are just so so essential. I mean, I love being here at Franciscan and having my family here at Franciscan. Um, and obviously students that are here love it. And after they leave, I stay in touch with them. And it can be a real challenge mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. surrounded with others in friendships or in the workplace. I would say certainly in dating relationships, you know, that if they're going in a different direction, um, that has a great impact on our lives. I think we always need to be humble and sensitive to how, I don't want to say manipulated because that that implies that the other is like evil, but the other is just going in a different direction, right, right? right? You know, and and we can either be an agent of somebody that helps lead people into the right direction, or uh, we can allow ourselves to be drawn into unhealthy places. And and I think you're right. You know, just reflecting. I mean, I want to be that person that leads people to Christ, right, right, like right, in all right, my relationships, right, right. in all even the little encounters, you know, that I have. It's what keeps me from screaming at some of my kids' friends that trash the basement because I think <laughs> to myself, well, you know, here I am, a deacon, and uh, I don't want them to think of me as this guy that was always screaming at them. Yeah, I'm yeah. still going to have make them clean it up, but I'm going to try to be really charitable, yeah. you know, when, when I do that. It, it's interesting, though, you hear the term missionary dating, and and there's something noble about, you know, wanting to evangelize and convert the other person, but just having walked with young people for a long time, yes, uh, it generally doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. You know, it's it's the person of faith that often, not always, but often gets drawn away from the Lord. And and if if you're going, yeah, yeah I was going to say, if you're going to enter into a, a relationship that's kind of this missionary dating, um, you've got to have what you said earlier, surrounded by community. You and first, I, 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 think, I think it needs to be discerned. And, and again, uh, there may be a part of it. And the, discouraged. Yeah, well, I was going to say, there may be a part of it that really does want to, Maybe, to evangelize yeah. the other person. But again. Well, but it, does it just, have to be in a dating relationship? No, right, I mean, right, right. I, I think. Because um, it's imperative that we do reach out to people yes. unlike us because we're not going to evangelize if we don't. Right. But with, I don't, know if, that I don't said, know if you need to date yeah, I agree. To, I agree. to make that happen. Well, yeah. you know, it's. It's easier to destroy than to build. Uh-huh. 
And, and I think when you have a relationship, like a dating relationship with somebody, you're so vulnerable to each other. And it's easier to be hurt than to be helped, yeah. I think, in, in those things. And again, I, I don't want to portray any evil or maliciousness, you know, towards somebody that isn't a believer or isn't really devout. I mean, that's it. Like people can be really good people and have, you know, uh, virtue and yeah. kindness. Yeah and charm and caringness. I mean, it's, you know, sadly, it's, it's, it's not just, I don't, I don't know why I said sadly. Well, I, it would be nice if all Christians yeah. were like awesome, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but that being said, it is worth really, you know, it's almost cliche, but guard your heart. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Guard, guard your heart, guard your heart. Equally and, yoked. The, the yeah. Talks about, yeah, right? exactly. Now, and I've seen, you know, probably nine times out of ten, it doesn't work. And then there's moments that yeah, the absolutely, Lord works absolutely. with it. And that's so, what, I know we're getting crazy. emails. It's like, you know, this is my story. And, and they are out there. But, yeah. Un- it's not recommended, I would say. No, but no. it's worth discerning. Yeah. And, but, again, and then you just uh, circle back to Margaret Cortona, that that sense of, and, and something we each have to ask ourselves, am, am I helping the other, whoever that other is, Draw closer to the Lord. And is is am I being used as an agent to reveal what you said earlier, God's beauty, his goodness, his love, his mercy, his kindness. And and if not, we need to reevaluate and pray that something awful like doesn't happen to us, it happened to Margaret Cartona. Yeah. But that we we accept them and experience a moment of grace that says, Okay, this is an opportunity to be able to share, to be present to to reveal, help reveal the, the presence of the Lord in another person's life. Well, and I think the wonderful lesson of Margaret is that it's 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 never too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, those of you who are listening, um, I've had many opportunities to talk to, it, it always seems to be uh, women, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to stereotype it, but just in my own limited experience, uh, many women of faith who married men who are not of faith, I think they were hoping that they might be of faith, or maybe they just had more of an awakening of their faith. And and the trial that is, mm-hmm. like how difficult that is, especially when you have kids mm-hmm. and you've got a father who might not be really a model of the faith and mm-hmm. the mom is trying really hard. Somebody told me a stat, actually I heard it in a homily once, like if the dad is in, goes to church every Sunday, it's like a 98 percentile of the kids doing it. But yeah. if the mom does it, it's like... 60 yeah, percent yeah, no, there's you know, something like, about the there's the something very powerful about right. that and as we're just talking about this i just want to shout out to anybody who might be in that situation uh who might be in a marriage or relationship who they are devoted and they love each other but this is a this is a trial and it particularly becomes a trial when you start raising kids yeah. i mean i can just say even even with somebody you know who i think we are equally yoked Boy, raising kids is really when yeah, it comes out yeah, because yeah. you have these you have these like subtle expectations of how you were raised is how you're supposed to raise your kids, and they were raised a different way, and suddenly like that becomes a real mm-hmm. a real challenge. And so, just a shout out to all of those that anybody that might have heard this story or our conversation and may have despaired uh, to have hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. that I think the best we can do is to love and to witness the joy of the faith. And to have confidence in a God that's bigger than all of that and can really work through that, I think, with our our humility and our love for each other. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Should we pray? Yes. You let's got do it? That. I do have it. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you love us so much, that there's always hope, uh, that you are working 
uh, so far beyond our own ability and our own understanding and our own plans. And that we put our trust in you and in your heart and in your love for us. Uh, you loved us so much you sent your son and your spirit into our lives. So, Lord God, I pray in a special way that you would bring unity in the body of Christ and in our world that's so divided, that you would let us see signs of goodness and signs of grace uh, that can elevate our hope and our faith, even just in humanity, uh, but also in you. And in a special way, Lord, we pray for all those who are in dating relationships, uh, maybe those who are engaged, uh, those who might be struggling with purity, uh, that they would know your love and that you would give them strength and confidence through that. Bless anybody who is in a marriage situation or maybe even a divorced situation uh, because of a difficulty of uh, dealing with the difficulty of faith in their children. Lord, that you would just be in a special way present in their lives and present to their children, that they might know the faith as uh, St. Margaret of Cortona did. And we ask God's blessing upon all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bob. Hey, thank you, Father Dave. And thank you all for listening. And thanks for all your birthday shout-outs. By the way, we got yes, a number of yes. emails with those. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to share with us any stories of hope or any prayer requests, hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. Bring on baseball. <laughs> oh.